Come on. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G. and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful James Layfield. James, are you ready to do this? I am so ready, George. All right, let's let's go. James is the co-founder of ClearFind. They're an org disrupting the buying and management of software through AI and data. I'm excited to have you on. James, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. So my personal life is an interesting one. So I basically, as you can tell from my accent, I am not originally from America, uh, although I've been living in the country for the last um, four years. Started in New York. And then post-COVID, fled to Austin, as everyone else seems to. Although right now, I am sat in Mexico City. Um, in terms of work, basically, I am, I suppose, interested in disrupting things, interested in making changes, interested in making fundamental changes to industries. Uh, and so when I see a problem that needs to be fixed, I can't stop myself jumping at it. Uh, and that's exactly what we've done with ClearFind. Has, has, has that always been sort of your, your uh, deal? You look at you look at things, you're like, you know what, this is cool, but it'd be way better if we did this. Oh, it's, it honestly is so distracting. It's it's been the same <laughs> since I was a child. When, the first thing I ever did, and this is really embarrassing, is I started hand carving names into pencils and selling them in the playground. Why I thought that was a great business, I do not know, but it seemed like it was an okay business. And obviously my ideas have improved since then. Names on pencils, useful but not essential huh that i think that that's awesome right there i've never heard of anybody doing that and there's no reason why you wouldn't do that um so all right nice what uh what uh kind of tool were you using to carve a name into a pencil that's like putting a name on a piece of rice back in the day back in the day we used to have compasses which i think would probably be too dangerous for kids these days but we used to have compasses i don't know why we had them but we had them for like drawing circles anyway and uh so i was using the the compass point it was a fantastic tool. That, and then that, gold paint, obviously, to make it a little bit glamorous. Yeah, obviously. Nice. Okay, cool. <laughs> and so how was that? I mean, obviously, when we're talking about, and it's not obvious, uh, the management of software through artificial, the buying and management of software through artificial intelligence and data. I don't really know what that means necessarily. Well, let me try to explain that to you. So, um so I was very fortunate. Um, one of my businesses has been working with uh, one of the large, world's largest banks for quite a while. Uh, and I got to work so closely with their um, C-suite uh, and just observe how they engage around technology, which obviously any bank um, f- fundamentally is looking at how they innovate, how they drive technology, how they compete with this whole raft of new businesses coming through from fintech. Um, and so I was very fortunate to be in that position. Um, and as I watched, I saw a whole host of interesting challenges. And the main challenge I could see was just every time anyone in this organization was looking to bring it in software to the organization or analyze the software they had, they were starting from scratch. And so, and starting from scratch and also just starting without any information. Um, and so I sort of got really curious about that and just thought, this is so inefficient. People are spending, this is not an exaggeration. 
three months to 18 months on this process. Mm. And at the end of it, which is really fascinating, feeling really disappointed. And I just thought, this is bizarre. You've got a company here with unlimited resources, both financially, politically, and human capital. They're spending an enormous amount of energy doing something. And at the end of it, they're not happy with the outcome. What's going on? Um, and so then I bumped into my co-founder. And curiously, she'd also worked at another big bank, a big Spanish bank, actually. Um, and she'd been inside the bank doing the exact same thing. Same experience. 18 months of work incredible disappointment incredible frustration so we sat around and said what is it about this process apart from the fact that start from scratch every time and what we realized was there's no common language um what you really need to know about software is what it does surely if you're buying software you need to know the features that's all that really matters yes you need to know the price it's great if it's got a good brand but what does it do and curiously getting that information until clearfind was impossible I mean, honestly, I challenge anyone listening today, go onto any website for any software and just try and find out the simple question of what does this software do? What are the features? <laughs> you, you can't do it. It's impossible. Um, so that's why we, we said, no, forget this. It's bonkers. We're going to start a company that starts with that data. So it gives you that upfront so you don't make silly choices, you don't get disappointed, and, and you get your life back. We can help people do it in two weeks. We take six months down to two weeks. Can you imagine what you can do with the rest of your life if that's the case? No kidding. I'm sure the people are, are pretty grateful, or maybe it's a lot of people who are who are irritated because now they have all this other time and they have to do other work. <laughs> there is that. that. That is always a challenge. Yeah, the reality of corporate life. Crazy. So a three to eighteen month process, and then at the end of that eighteen months, maybe maybe there's a whole new software or the whole it's it's obsolete. That's such a great example. We had an example with one of our clients. We've got a big client uh, that specializes in renting out other people's houses. I won't say any more than that, but you probably can guess who they might be. Anyway, <laughs> and those guys did exactly that. They spent two years doing it before they came to see us. Uh, and then when, when we saw them, uh, we dug in on what they were doing and said, hey, guys, here's the answer. And they'd gone out there and they were looking and they had created this list of 105 specific requirements because they'd been asking all the different departments what they wanted and what they needed and how they wanted it to work. But because no one knew what the software could do, they just made stuff up. Uh, and so when we got this list, we were a bit horrified. And we first thought, well, there is no software that could do all these things. It doesn't exist. But the great news is when we used our system, there were only five things that mattered. And so we got them a solution in the space of um, 14 days. And to your point, it was a piece of software that they'd looked at within the first year of their two-year search, but it had moved on. It had totally changed over those, because you know what, so, I mean, software companies, especially, they're so agile, they're always trying to improve. And so they just discounted it 24 months ago, and now it's the right product. So that's another reason why you can't spend so much time doing this crazy nonsense. It doesn't make sense, it's not good. If you look at technology, you need to move quickly. Yeah, interesting, right? That seems like, it seems like the, one of the most important questions to ask is what really matters the most here? And I, I, I guess I respect and appreciate an organization that says, we don't know if it's possible, but just write down what what it is that you really want. And then you have this huge list and you pull it in a funnel and then it kind of distills it down. Yeah, to some degree, exactly. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to, but we're trying to say to them, hey, instead of starting with your blank piece of paper and trying to guess what the software can do, we're going to tell you what the software does, and we're going to say which of these things are important to you. You tell us which of these are important, and then we'll match you 
to the software that does that stuff. So it just takes away all the pain. So you start with the list of products that can do exactly what you need. And then you can go and meet them and see if their products are any good. That's why we save people so much time. Got it. So instead of looking at the entire universe of products, you've narrowed it down to, you know, so so you're in the market for ice cream. Well, let's really talk about the kind of ice cream you want. Or that's probably a terrible example. But here's could be a good example. What if you're allergic to dairy and you didn't say that up front and you didn't if there was any dairy free ice cream on the market and you go, well, look, I want ice cream. I can't have that. I can't have that. I can't. That was just what's the key thing? Well, I can't have dairy. Great. Well, we'll just show you those ones then. And that's what we do for you. So yes, the ice cream example works. <laughs> nice. Well, that, that, that's obviously that that this this is obviously a big deal, which is why which is why we're here talking about it. You took down a process <laughs> that goes from three to eighteen months down to two weeks. So yeah. when 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 you tell people that, I'm sure they're excited, but I also imagine they're somewhat reticent because it's so new. Oh, it's so funny. So and and that's what's interesting when you're out there doing something new, and you'll know this. It's just. There is a lot of skepticism in the market because everyone talks shit, basically. Sorry to say that, but it's true. A lot of people who are selling things don't necessarily tell the honest truth. Uh, and so we've got an interesting challenge. We, we, we've been, we, we have to get someone on a demo because they don't believe we can do it because it doesn't make any sense. Because if, if the paradigm is it takes six months to 18 months, how can this crazy new company do it in two weeks? How is that possible? And the thing they don't understand is because no one starts looking at features because you can't. And so because we've changed the paradigm that you have to see it. But when someone sees it, they haven't yet cried on the presentation. I'm sure <laughs> at some point someone will cry. But, but they've said, this is magic. And the, another guy said, everybody else is living in 1985 and you guys are living in the future. Because we've, we've literally changed the paradox, paradigm and paradox. We've changed them all. All of <laughs> How 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 are you able to do this? Is it just because you possess special special thinking ability, James, or is it just you 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 look at problems differently? Yeah. So I mean, one thing that I will say is I'm dyslexic, and I think you'll find lots of entrepreneurs are dyslexic. So I think physically, physiologically, I do look at problems differently, but I also think because I am not in the business of doing this, so there's a beautiful naivete that comes from being an outsider. Uh, and so you don't throw up all the barriers that someone who does it for a living has. It's why innovation happens, why big companies find it hard to innovate, why companies find it hard to innovate is because they know you do it like this. And they employ people who do it like this, and they bring people in who used to do it like this, and everyone just builds on this idea of you do it like this. And then something comes along, like Netflix, and you're like, oh, you can do it differently. Oh, oh yeah, you can, and it works, it's great. Oh, great. And, and something comes along like Spotify, it's like, oh, God. You can actually get people to pay for music. Um, they don't have to get CDs anymore. Like innovation very rarely comes from the incumbents. And that's inter- it's just an interesting fact in the world. Uh, and so when we talk to people who are in the sector who do this for a living, there's also just a, an interesting challenge that, again, comes from the fact that people who are within an industry are inherently biased towards solution that makes them money. So if I have a solution right now that takes me 18 months but makes me money, or an example you gave, it's a load of work that I have to do that I quite enjoy doing and it's quite easy or whatever, <laughs> but it takes 18 months. There's not a huge amount of incentive to do it in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you can do it in two weeks, the business, the operational business becomes more profitable. The business itself becomes more 
valuable, more fast paced, more innovative, all the things that businesses want to do. So we just knocked away some walls of, I suppose, history in the way that people think about this. Um, and that's why it really is interesting. That's why I'm loving talking to you, George, because I really want to get my message out there because it's, it's such a paradigm shift that people don't get it yet. But when they see it, as I said, they're so excited. I, I should do you a demo. You'll, you'll cry probably. You'll be the first crier on one of my demos. Can I almost guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're, I, I think that this is, it's, it, it's awesome. I, I get super excited. Um, when I hear about, uh, people like you, or I get to talk to people like you that challenge, uh, the existing structure paradigm is, is kind of one of those overused terms. And you hear about companies that are actually looking at a problem and then and then coming up with proactive solutions because I, I think that we're seeing a lot of that just in in the world right now with people questioning why it is that 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 that, 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 that we've done things for as long as we have. In terms of you actually building a company out of this, I I, I read off that you're the co-founder. What and so what what day to day function do you have within ClearFind? So I've got, I've got two functions. One is the direction and the vision. So trying to say this is the direction we should be heading in and trying to bring the team along and getting them as excited as I am about that opportunity. Uh, and the second thing is I actually do the sales calls right now. So we're um, because we're so new, so we, it took us two years to work out how to do this, another year to do it. So we only started selling in October last year. Hmm. We've already got some of the world's largest companies using the platform. And that's crazy because they, they move normally so slowly. Um, and so I'm on the phone on a call like this selling the product. Um, and then, as I said, working on the strategy, working on the pricing, like really in the nitty gritty with my co-founder and, and this amazing team that we have, basically. So it's, a, it's an exciting time. This is the time in a business that I enjoy the most, really. It, that spark of creation when you are literally making something out of nothing. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a beautiful time. Yeah. Do you find, because I, I, I know that you're a seasoned entrepreneur and you are an investor and you've, you've, you've done a lot of really cool and, 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 and incredible things. Do you find that that enthusiasm and excitement also carries with it anxiety or do you not have that anymore? This is a wig. I'm currently <laughs> bald. <laughs> no, so I think, I think it's, I think I used to for sure, um, be very anxious as an individual. Firstly, I'm quite controlling. Uh, and, and so, and, and as you say, I've done quite a lot of these things. And, and there are times when you could lose your house. I've been in many situations where I could lose my everything. And I do often put things on the line to where I could lose everything. Um, but that's because I'm, I have conviction in what I'm doing. Um, and what I did is I learned about, I suppose I learned just about my state of mind uh, and, and how how my thinking affects me as a person. And I started to understand that just because I was thinking about something didn't mean to say it was true. Um, and that actually I was just making things up in my head when I was laying in bed at night, I was just worrying about stuff and I didn't actually have to do that. And I over time learned to ignore those silly voices in my head. Uh, so I actually could get some sleep and I could grow back my hair. Um, but it's, it's very interesting. I think it's, 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 a, it's a sort of, it's an interesting challenge when you're an entrepreneur. And it's also so frustrating to most of you sometimes when you're out there, when you're trying to sell this thing that you really believe in. And I mean, I'm literally, this is so crazy. I'm sometimes sending out cold emails to people 
I'm just thinking, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm a highly successful entrepreneur. I've done very well for myself. And you buggers aren't even responding to me. What is going on? And it's because uh, to them, I'm just a nobody. They don't give a crap. I'm just some dude who turns up in their inbox. And yeah. it, it's fascinating. <laughs> um, so I, and it's very humbling as well because it's just like, why should they care? They don't know me. They don't know what I've done. They don't know what I'm doing. So it's, it's a very humbling experience. It's a really exciting experience. Um, but it's not something that I try and get anxious about and that I, I now, because I just, I've learned that that is, it's just not helpful. Yeah, I appreciate that. It is not serving you by any stretch of the imagination and just re- coming to the, the, the recognition that what I'm thinking, the, the, the thoughts floating around in my brain are not necessarily the truth. Um, yeah, that's, that, that, that's not an easy thing to kind of come to terms with. So, all right. Well, give me a give me the scenario of of sort of who who should be using this. You talked about some of the biggest companies that are out there um, that that yeah. can benefit from this. Is there a company that's too small? Is 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 it everybody? So, the way it's priced right now is to start with us costs a thousand dollars. Nice. I like to think that makes it possible for lots of people to work with us. For sure. And so what we've done is really, we've broken it down to say, if, if you're looking for some new software right now, um, and if you wanted to invest in this, it would cost you $1,000 to get your first complete report. And that would tell you exactly the product for your needs matched to you. The next report after that is $5,000. And that's it. That's the simple, super simple pricing. If you want us to look at the software that you have in your company, for every piece of software that you have is $1,000. If you've got 10 pieces of software, that's $10,000. If you've got 100, it's $100,000. Um, it definitely is something that we we know mid-sized and large organizations need because we've also got within our product this thing. Um, again, it's a, it's a silly term, but it's a term that anyone in business will know, stakeholders. Mm. So stakeholders, as you'll know, are, are people who are invested in the outcome of a project. Um, if you work in a big bank, I can tell you now there are hundreds of them. If you work in a normal-sized company, there's, there's probably, if you're in marketing and you're looking for a new BI tool, um, a business information tool, business intelligence tool, you're going to probably not just be on your own looking for it. There'll be other people in your department that need to use it. There'll be other people in IT that need to sort of sign off on it. There'll be some other people in data that need to approve it. And they're your stakeholders. Every one of our searches and our matches has a stakeholder tool. So actually... 10 people can simultaneously input into this, which is why I say mid-sized to bigger businesses are going to love it. Uh, and they can then com- we combine their results to get them consensus so that, again, you start on the right foot. So you start with consensus across a range of people around a set of features that we know exist in the market. So you can start with a, a nice list of companies that are perfect for your particular challenge. And so price-wise, anyone... Um, consensus-wise, mid to large. Brilliant. Love it. Well, James, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? (laughs) So my difference-making tip is, I I think I'm going to say, the key thing I think has been on this journey and on all of my journeys, just not to be too rigid in my thinking about anything. Because it's an interesting paradox Get it? Paradox is a paradox, this one. Um, it's an interesting paradox that when you are an entrepreneur, of course you have to believe in your idea. Of course you have to be passionate about it. But at the same time, you have to hold it quite lightly. Because if you're just blindly dashing off in a direction, trying to drag everyone along with you, and you're not listening to actual customer feedback, and you're not willing to hear that feedback, it ain't going to work out. 
And so I, again, time and again, have learned the lesson. And, and, I, and, and you can never stop learning that lesson, which is basically the only person that actually matters is a customer. It doesn't matter how fabulous you think your thing is. If they don't care about you or they don't get it, you're wasting your time. So be open and listen and be prepared to change. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Come on. James, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with ClearFind? Uh, so if you want to find me, I'm on LinkedIn, as I think everyone in the world is, and it's probably the most spammy place in the world, but come spam me on there. Uh, <laughs> it's just James Layfield. Um, but I'd love you to come and find uh, ClearFind. So it's clearfind.com. As it sounds, clear the word, find the word.com, clearfind.com. Uh, and we are here to help you with your software challenges. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, showing James your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to clearfind.com. Take advantage of the resource that James has created. Find him on LinkedIn. Spam away. <laughs> Thanks again, James. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.